0: Them at least 10 or 15 minutes. In addition to that, I have probably talked with 12 different uh, church uh, involved leaders, Sunday school teachers, deacons, those who are serving in leadership capacity. And I'm not just talking about five minutes, but I'm talking about a long time. And uh, furthermore, uh, I had the privilege of spending about nine hours, at least nine hours this week, in talking with. Uh, a couple of individuals who are Christians. And I'm sharing all that to tell you this, and I appreciate you praying, drove about 900 miles, came back, and have preached eight times since the last time we met last Sunday. And out of all of what I just shared, this is the message that God has put on my heart today. And I'm convinced uh, it's going to be a very relevant message when the enemy attacks you. And I'm convinced the enemy is attacking the people of God. And here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about when the enemy attacks, how to overcome the enemy. And the question is asked, what do you do when the enemy attacks? The question is asked, where does the enemy attack you? And then the question begs to ask, how or what should you do? And how does the enemy attack us? We're turning today to a very familiar passage of Scripture in the book of Job. Find your Bibles, turn, please, to the book of Job. You're very familiar with this narrative in the Old Testament. And we've looked at it several times in the past. But I believe the Lord is going to give us three decisive strategies uh, that we can develop and incorporate into our life that will... Assure us of winning the war over the enemy. Winning the war over the enemy. In the book of Job, find your Bible, please, and find the book of Job, and just wait for a moment because there are three strategies the Lord gave me to give you. Keep your Bibles open, please, to the book of Job, and we're going to see today there are three strategies that the enemy He is going to attack us. And someone's well said, if you're not under the attack of the enemy, it must mean you're walking side by side by him. But when you turn and face him, I can guarantee you he's going to attack. He's going to deceive anyway. That's his objective and that is his goal. But here in the book of Job, you're very familiar with this account of one of the oldest books in the Bible. Now, Here's where we're going. you got to listen carefully, and I want to encourage you to get the tape afterwards. Give it to somebody else because the enemy is going to attack us. And I'm going to be sharing with you at least three areas where the enemy attacks us. And I'm convinced he's attacking you, and he's attacking me, and he's attacking his uh, church, the Lord Jesus' church. Well, what do you do? There are three strategies. We'll see them in a moment, and it's this. How does the enemy attack you? Number two, where does the enemy attack you? And number three, what do you do when the enemy attacks you? First, consider with me, how does the enemy attack you? Now, in the book of Job, you're very familiar with Satan from the very beginning of time, plotted and planned, concocted a conspiracy out of the, hatched it out of the uh, hordes of hell to mislead humanity, to lead humanity men and women, and boys and girls, astray from the living God. And the devil's main goal and objective is to deceive and to kill and to rob and to maim and to deceive to the point where a person will not receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And if they have, then at least to mar and scar and wreck Uh, a person's testimony. And so the enemy is like a roaring lion, Peter says, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He's like an angel that transforms himself in an angel of light, according to Paul in his letter to the Corinthian believers. He's a liar, Jesus said he was in John 8 and 44. And believe you me that uh, he is right now understanding his time is short, Therefore, he's launching all-out attacks not only on the people of God but on this nation and uh, on those who stand for truth and righteousness. And so I want you to join me with a little dialogue between God Almighty and Diablo, the dirty devil. But wait a minute before we do. Look with me in Job chapter 1, and if you'd like to stand, I want to read one verse right now and then read maybe another couple of verses in just a little while. And I want to summarize it for the sake of time. Job chapter 1 and verse 11. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he had, and he will curse you to thy face, the devil's telling God. And the Lord said, verse 12, to Satan, Behold, all that he had is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Father, I thank you that you are my rock and my salvation. I thank you, Lord, that you've got a word for us today. I know that I'm not the only one that the enemy is trying to attack. Lord, I know that other men of God, women of God, people of God, Lord, are facing uh, the lies and the insinuations and the accusations and the intimidations of demonic activity. And we thank you for Jesus Christ who's won the battle. We praise you, Lord, that there's victory in you. But now as we're engaged with warfare, our God, we pray, strengthen our hands and quicken our hearts. And, oh, God, enforce Calvary's victory. Send your mighty, angelic, heavenly host around us, around our homes, around your church. And around our minds and our emotions and our bodies. And God, we thank you now for the blood of the Lamb. We thank you that they overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb. And I pray, dear God, you'll help us not to dismiss this message as some mystical, magical, uh, far-fetched idea but God you'll give us spiritual ears to hear and spiritual eyes to see that your word is being fulfilled even this very day as you told us to watch and you told us to be clothed with the whole armor and you told us Lord uh, that we'd be in a battle thank you Jesus again you've won the battle you've overcome Satan and Lord Jesus we need you today today to, again, to comfort our hearts and to give us peace in the middle of the storm. When all's said and done, we pray for strongholds and the lies and the inroads and the deception and, Father God, the ground that's been given to the enemy in families and marriages and in Christians today. Oh, God, that you'd uh, uh, cleanse us with the washing of water by the word and that you'd reinforce Calvary's victory again. We love you now and give you glory. Thank you for your love. We praise you. Now, Lord, things have happened even this very day in the services, and I don't understand it all. But I know you're real, and I know you're speaking, and I know you're knocking, and I know, God, that you are on your throne. So, Father, we yield this time to you And we thank you for changing hearts and saving the lost, reviving the saved, and helping us, Lord, to recognize we are in a battle. The battle's yours. We love you and give you glory now in Jesus' name. And all the church said, amen. You may be seated. Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, good. You need to get him checked out. I'm glad that he's going. He needs to get checked out. And that way they can find exactly what's going on with Brother Ronnie. Rather than not getting checked out, how many know it's good to go get checked out? It's good to go get checked out. So good. Keep us posted, Kathy. We love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we're asking the Lord to strengthen you and give you grace and comfort. All right. As we were talking about just a moment ago, uh, the enemy is, if you, look at this, if you've decided to follow Jesus Expect the enemy's attacks. Expect the enemy's attacks. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, uh, the enemy's going to come in like a flood. And some of you are facing the attacks of the enemy, aren't you? You know what I'm talking about. The enemy is uh, uh, going to attack us. He certainly is. But that's all right. Uh, God's going to share with us some things today how to stand against the attacks of the enemy. And as I was saying a moment ago, let's join uh, in this conversation. Let's eavesdrop on God Almighty and Diablo, the dirty devil. I can hear the devil say, yeah, Job's winning. I can hear God say, look at my servant Job. There was a day when the sons of God, and the devil, came before God. God said to the devil, Job is different from other men. He's not like the world. I can hear God Almighty say to Satan, He's a man of prayer. He's a man of faith. He's a man who's influencing his family to serve me, says the Lord God Almighty. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. I can hear the devil say, yeah, he's a winner. You give me a little time with him. I'll make him a loser. I'll confuse him so much that he won't know which way he's going. I can hear the devil say to God, yeah, he's upright. Yeah, he turns from evil because he's got everything going his way. He's got good help." He's got a nice family, he's got camel, he's got sheep, he's got oxen, he's blessed beyond measure. You just give me a little time with him, I'll lie to him, I'll deceive him, says the devil, and then I'll inflict everything on him and he'll turn from you. He'll curse you to your face, says the devil to God Almighty. The devil says, I'll even bring some good intentional friends in his life. Do you hear me? The devil said, I'll bring some good intentional friends in his life. Y'all didn't hear me. I said, the devil said he will use people in our life to try to pull us down. Yep, that's what the devil said. Check it out. And then the devil says, he'll be a loser. He'll lose. I guarantee you, he'll lose. And so we come to the first strategy. When the enemy attacks, how does he attack? And I believe the Lord gave me these three things, beloved. I'm convinced and I know it's applicable to me and it's applicable to you. Three areas, three places the enemy attacks. Please write them down. Number one, our home. Number two, our health. Hello, our health. Number three, our heart. Our heart. Now, God gave me this even before all this happened this morning. Y'all realize that, don't you? Shake your head if you understand what I'm talking about. This didn't take God by surprise, Right? Do you think all this took God God by surprise? Uh Uh-uh, no. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, the next day. I don't, you don't, but he does. I'm telling you, God is mighty indeed. Number one, our home. Number two, our health. Number three, our heart. Three areas, the enemy attacks. And then you'll notice God said, Put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, said the devil, and he'll curse you to your face. These three areas. Number one, our home. The enemy will attack our home. How many know the enemy will attack your home? And if the enemy's not attacking your home, probably you're not really making a difference for the glory of God. If you're not under attack today, more than likely you must be walking with the enemy. And, and and I just want to awaken you to the fact that we are in spiritual warfare. And if you are a blood bloodwashed child of God, then you and I need to understand that God has instructed us that we need to stand against the enemy. We don't need to be friends with the enemy. We don't need to act like the enemy is some pitchfork uh, pointed tail character who's not uh, actively involved in trying to deceive and mislead i mean i'll be honest with you beloved i'm looking at what's going on in our nation right now and i'm telling you this that it's setting the stage for the antichrist to move on the scene and people will believe a lie more than the truth if you can't see that you're blind or your head stuck in the sand and so you cannot deny the fact that we are in spiritual warfare. Yes, the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And so he, number one, attacks our home. He attacks our home. You take, for example, after this encounter with the living God, Job's praying for his family, for his Seven sons and three daughters. The enemy, when the enemy comes in, he attacks our home. His children are having a birthday party. They're celebrating, singing, happy birthday. And then all of a sudden, the whirlwind comes and tragic, tragedy strikes. Boom. And the house caves in. When all said and done, when the rescuers come to find all of his children didn't make it, seven sons, three daughters, how many know that's enough to drive anybody in despair? How many know that's enough to cause anybody to go into a whirlwind? And the devil says, I got him now. He's going to lose. He's a loser Ah, I told you God hey, he just, 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 just start taking away his blessings he's not going to serve you anymore when the devil attacks our home how many know the enemy will attack your children and the fact is, some of our children are under attack of the enemy right now. Listen to me. I love you, but i got to tell you this. If you don't get right with God, nobody's going to stand in the gap and pray for your family. You're the only one standing between them and the principality. Can you all hear me? Yeah, yeah. You don't have time to go AWOL. We don't have time to play games with God. We don't have time to just go through the motions and be an apostate Christian or a lukewarm Christian. I'm telling you. you you might have the only hedge that's being built around your children. And even then, the enemy's going to attack. And so, so the enemy attacks his home. And not only does the enemy attack his home, but the enemy says, I'm not finished yet. I'm going to attack his health. He hadn't cursed you yet, but he will, he will. Yeah, he's lost his sheep, he's lost his oxen, he's lost his servants, he's lost his... Family, he's about to lose his faith. You wait, not finished yet. When the enemy attacks. How does he attack? He attacks our home. Is there anybody here that's under attack? Is there anybody here the devil's lying to you? Is there anybody here that the enemy's telling you uh, this and that? I'm going to tell you, even I've been amazed so many Christians lately, and I'm not talking about one, I'm not talking about two, I'm not talking about three, I'm talking about numerous Christians, and these aren't just uh, casual Christians. You know what they've told me? they told me, I'm hearing all kinds of voices y'all don't look at me like I'm on science fiction or anything I'm telling you what I've heard people say this is real folks we, we need to realize this is real it, it's a motivation to get us to draw near to God it, it's a motivation to, 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 to really get serious about serving God if we're going to make a difference in our families if we're going to stand against the attacks of the enemy we must we must we must we must we must we must understand when the enemy attacks when the enemy attacks and the enemy attacks our home I said the enemy attacks our home and we don't need to be passive about the enemy's attacks our home right now. You're very distracted, aren't you? Well, who do you think's doing that? Who do you think is getting you to look out the window? Who do you think right now is getting you to think about all the stuff you've got to do today and think about all the stuff you've got to do tomorrow? Who do you think's doing that? I'm going to tell you this. It's not God. God wants you to hear His Word, the truth. And if you're distracted today and if you're hearing voices today and if your mind is wandering today, it's not God doing it. Hello? I'm telling you, the enemy's real. The enemy's real. And so he attacks our home. Secondly, he attacks our health. Our health. Now, all health issues are not necessarily attacks of the enemy. Y'all hear me? Because don't leave here and say, oh, the devil's attacking me. I've got a cold. No, if you're not eating right and if you're not doing an exercise and so forth, don't blame that on the devil. That's your fault. Hello? You've got to rest. you got to, and even then, we don't know. But, but the enemy is, and, and don't, don't, don't misunderstand. If you think the enemy can't attack your health, all you've got to do is read Luke chapter 13. You know what? And read the book of Job. I'm not talking about all the time, but I'm talking about sometimes. In Luke 13, Jesus made it clear. I didn't write it. Luke did, a physician, an historian. You already said, he said a woman was bound down with curvature of the spine. I wouldn't have known it had not I read it. Jesus said that woman is bound down by a spirit of infirmity by Satan. Have you all read that? How many of you read that? You need to read that in Luke 13. All I'm concluding is this, that Satan sometimes can attack our health. And he does with Job Does he not? We come to chapter 2. He not only hits him in his home, but he hits him in his health. And the devil says, yeah, he hadn't cursed you yet. Yeah, he hadn't turned on you yet. Yeah, he's not a loser yet, but I'm going to touch his body. And then that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I can see Job waking up in the morning. After all this has happened to him, He's looking at his body, and now he's got these putrefying sores that got pus oozing out of them. Balls. What in the world's going on from the sole of his feet to the top of his head? Now he's already down in the dumps, and the devil said, we knocked him down. (laughs) We knocked him down. He's going down. He's going out. When the enemy attacks your health. it'll get your attention. Job has got potsherd, pottery, scraping his, I mean, imagine, listen to me, don't miss this, the enemy will attack you emotionally, he did with Job's children. They lost their life. Don't you think emotionally Job went down? You better believe he went down emotionally. Anybody would have. But the enemy attacks us physically, and then the enemy attacks us spiritually. Job's down. He can't sleep. He's got bags under his eyes. He's lost weight. The devil's lying to him. Go ahead and curse God and die. Go ahead and curse God and die. God really doesn't love you. If God really loved you, all this stuff wouldn't be happening to you. Yeah, you served God for naught. Yeah, you had a hedge around you. But look now, look now, Job. Look now. You can't trust God. You can't believe what God says. Don't listen to the preacher. Don't listen to any Christians. That did You... He's a liar. He's lying to you. If you'll serve me, if you'll come to me, if you'll just listen to me, I've got a better plan for your life. I've got much more. You can have anything you want. Oh, it's a, a, it's a life of uh, a pleasure and, 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 and you can do anything you want. And don't, you don't have to watch this. You don't have to worry about the consequences. Hello? Hello? Isn't that what the devil says? Absolutely. And Job's health is gone. Job, is that the end of the road? I'll tell you, when the enemy hits our health, I preached last Thursday, and a lady came up to me. Her name is Ann. Her husband's name is Ronnie. Interesting. And uh, last name is Lynch. And Ronnie's been diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's. And Ronnie uh, has seizures. And uh, anyway, uh, this particular lady came up to me after Thursday preaching a message. And she said this to me. She said, Brother Randy, when I first found out that Ronnie was having uh, Alzheimer's issues, and they've been here before, by the way, Uh, they come every Thursday up to Social Circle, she said this, and Ronnie's in his 70s, and she said, uh, she said to me, she said, uh, thank you, Justin, by the way, for taking care of that. And she said this. She said, uh, she said, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was afraid that if I went to sleep, Ronnie would have a seizure. And I wouldn't know about it, and something would happen. I couldn't sleep. Has anybody been there? When the enemy attacks your health, and this is what that dear lady said to me, Anne. She said, but Brother Randy, but Brother Randy, I'll tell you what, I prayed and I asked God to give me grace and, and I couldn't sleep for days and days. And I'm talking about when the enemy hits not only your home, but when he hits your health. And she says, and she says, God spoke to my heart and said that he was going to be with me no matter what. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's what people need even at a point like this. Uh, uh, Seeing what we just saw a few minutes ago, Ronnie having a dizzy spell and almost fainting. Uh, And and yet our heart begins to race like every one of our hearts raced just a moment ago. And yet we have to ask God for his peace when our heart begins to run away and, and we are faced with fear and insecurities. And God is the one that holds us steady. I'm not saying we don't lapse back. I'm not saying that we don't at times have to go through a process. But I'm saying this, ultimately, our Lord said he's going to be with us. And that's what will hold you steady when you're going through a storm. That's what's going to pull us through. That's what the world doesn't have. That's what a person who's not a Christian doesn't understand. I'm going to be talking about something in a moment. I believe you'll tie the two together, what I just said in just a moment. So his health is down, his wife comes. Curse God and die. Where's God in all this? I know we've been serving God. I know we've been given to the work of God. I know. I know Job but look now look out there we've got seven graves where our sons have died three of them where our daughters have died now you're, you're, you're not any good you're, 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 you're sick you can't help me you can't do anything around the house just go ahead and curse God and die don't believe it can't happen we read it in the book right there right absolutely in fact, if you look at chapter two, turn to chapter two of the book of Job. Here's what uh, God said: J- Job chapter two verse nine. Then said his wife unto him, "Dost thou still retain thine integ- integrity? Curse God and die." But he said unto her, "Thou speakest as one as a foolish woman speaketh. What shall we receive good at the hand of the God, and shall we not receive evil?" And all this did not Job sin with his lips. When the enemy attacks our home, when the enemy attacks our health. Thirdly, when the enemy attacks our heart, don't you know that Job is going through a terrible time? Don't you know that the enemy will attack you and me when we go through various trials in our life and he'll not only attack us physically, but he'll attack us emotionally and then he'll attack us spiritually where it really hurts, where it really hurts. How many know that sometimes you can't figure out what God's up to in your life? You're not God, I'm not God. And we don't know what all's going on. Job never did understand what was going on. God never did say, by the way, Job, I forgot to tell you all this stuff was going on. All of a sudden... <laughs> Boom, he's hit from the blind side. And don't you know the devil's crowd's right there and says, ha, 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 yeah, you're always preaching to us, Job, about your God, and you're talking about this and that and your Bible, and the Bible says this and the Bible says that. Well, if God was so good like you say He's so good, why in the world is all this bad stuff happening to you? Hello. Isn't that what the world says? Exactly. When the enemy attacks... He attacks our home. He attacks our health. He attacks our heart. He attacks our heart. And not only when the enemy attacks, how does the enemy attack? Number two, when, or excuse me, where does the enemy attack you? Where does the enemy attack you? And I want to give you two things. First, your thoughts. Secondly, your talks. plural. Your thoughts and your talks. Now y'all don't look at me like you're crazy. You know what I'm talking about. And if you are not sensing the enemy's attacking on you, you're probably not really clothed with the whole armor of God. Maybe you're not really where you ought to be with the Lord. If, if, if you're just going casually through life and, and, uh, and you can't really see the spiritual battle that's going on all around us, more than likely you're not uh, where you ought to be with the Lord because you know, when we're in the battle, you're going to be under attack. When the enemy attacks, oh, listen, when the enemy attacks, he attacks our thoughts and he attacks our talks. I read the passage just a moment ago. This is what the Lord was showing me through this. Now, y'all listen. I want to repeat what I said a moment ago. I'm not talking about uh, people who are not Christians are telling me this stuff. I'm talking about some Christians who've been Christians 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and I'm not just talking about somebody who comes to church every six weeks. I'm talking about preachers every Sunday, Sunday school teachers sharing these kind of things with me and and, and I'm thinking Lord either we're playing games or we're not being real when the enemy attacks. I know you're under attack that's why my heart goes out to you and that's why I, I love you and I appreciate you. I know you're under attack I know you are and I know it's a battle and I pray that God will strengthen your hands. I pray that God will fortify you with faith. I pray that God will enforce calvary's victory i'm praying that god will help us to rise above the attacks of the enemy i'm trusting jesus to release his mighty power and restrain the works of satan but i want to tell you it don't happen automatically we've got to line up with god and the will of god and the word of god and then god begins to fight the battles for us we need god today like never before our nation needs god The churches need God. Christians need God. Daddies need God. Mamas need God. Young people need God. Sunday school teachers, preachers, deacons, church leaders, we need God to protect us. And if the Lord doesn't put his hedge around us and doesn't pull us through when we're under the attack, y'all listen to me. You and I are a sinking ship. Do you realize how dependent upon you are of God? If we only knew what the devil's planning to try to, oh, no, we shouldn't give the devil credit. I know somebody's going to leave today and say, Pastor, uh, maybe we talk too much about the enemy. Well, God put it in the Word, Job. Hey, God gave us this. I'm not making this up. And God wants us to read this because uh, these three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, far, they kept heaping guilt on Job. It's your fault, Job. You know, there's sin in your life. That's why you're going through what you're going through. Listen to me. Be careful that you don't try to become a counselor to people you don't know what they're going through. You don't know why they're going through what they're going through. They didn't know why God, Job was going through what he's going through. I appreciate their sympathy and their empathy and their compassion. At least they came, at least they sat. But they were dead wrong. The philosopher, the theologian, and the counselor uh, the devil was using them to heap more guilt on Job. And I know God was in the midst of it. But, but anyway, the point is this. Show sympathy. Show compassion. show. But, but look, uh, try not to play God in people's lives and tell them, I know why you're going through what you're going through. You don't know. They didn't know. We don't know. And so when the enemy attacks, he attacks our home. He attacks our health. He attacks our heart. And then where does the enemy attack? Our thoughts. Our thoughts. Look at this. And Job is sitting down in the midst of these ashes and he's wondering what in the world's going on. Yes, he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speak. After she said, Curse God and die, shall we receive good from the hand of the Lord and shall we not receive evil? And all this, I love this, underline this. This is the very phrase that birthed this message in my heart over the last few days. And all this did not Job sin with his lips. And all this. Did not Job sin with his lips? And all this... Job didn't send me this. Y'all listen to me. Listen to me. This is where the battle's fought and won. The battle's fought and won in our mind. No wonder Paul said, We walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the beings of Christ. We're walking in this flesh, but we're not warring against people. We're warring against a spiritual force. And therefore, we need to know what our weapons are. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are are not fleshly our weapons are not humanly we need to understand that god has equipped us thank god he's given us the weapons we need to stand against the enemy but we must put it on we must be armed god help us to put on the shield of faith and god help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness and god help us to wear the feet shod preparation of gospel of peace and god help us to put on the helmet of salvation and all the armor day and night well where does the enemy attack us? He attacks us in our home. He attacks us in our health. He attacks us in our heart. Job's sitting right here, and he's wondering. He's wondering, man, my thoughts are going awry. Have you ever been there? Have you ever gone through an ordeal, and all of a sudden, the devil starts putting thoughts in your mind? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, look, you don't even have to be going through stuff and the devil put thoughts in your mind. I challenge you, listen to me. Y'all look up here. Listen, I challenge you to get on your knees and start praying and see if the enemy doesn't start trying to put thoughts in your mind. Y'all know what I'm talking about? All the stuff you got to do. You don't have time to pray. I'm telling you, what do we do when the enemy starts bombarding our mind? No wonder Paul said, finally, brethren, once things are true and honest and just and lovely and of good report, and if they have any virtue, if they have any praise, think on these things. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He's in prison, by the way. No wonder Paul said this in Romans 12, too, Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the battle in our mind. And I'll be honest with you. Can I be honest with you all today? When the enemy starts putting thoughts in my mind through music, through music, walk in a store, sit in a restaurant, or through some other means, television, computer, whatever, Walmart, the enemy starts attacking us in our mind. We've got to resist the devil in the name of Jesus. You say, oh, brother, pastor, you're carrying this too far. Well, no, no, no. To live godly in this world, to be a spirit-filled Christian is a constant battle. It's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. And you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you've decided you're just going to kind of be a casual, uh, com- compromising Christian, then that's all right. But if you're really wanting God to use you and really wanting to make a difference in the Lord uh, and why you have time and really have uh, some spiritual influence in your family... That then you've got to be different than the world. We've got to be different than the world. The enemy taxes. Yes, he does. And our thoughts. And then our talks. Here's where the enemy taxes. Listen, don't miss this. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's say that together. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Can I be honest how the enemy hits us? When we start speaking negative stuff, All the enemy has to do is start putting negative things in our mind and bombarding us with this and that. The next thing you know, we start speaking negative stuff. Y'all been there too, right? Come on, I'm not playing church today. I'm being honest. I get negative real easy. And when I start getting negative, you know what happens when you start getting negative and you start thinking negative? And you start, you know what happens? You start praying negative. I said, you start praying negative. Can y'all... You, you with me? We can act super spiritual if we want to. But, but when we get negative and when the enemy puts thoughts in our minds, we start speaking negative stuff. And I'm not talking about name it, claim it stuff. I'm just talking about how God has made us, death and life from the power of the tongue. And what we say, we've got to be careful what we say. We've got to be careful. We'll play right into the hands of the enemy. And we start talking negative and evil and so on and so on. And man, the devil loves it. And he's, he's pulling on us. And if God doesn't pull us back, there we go, being a tool in the enemy's hand. He works on our thoughts. then he works on our talks. Is there anybody today need to get to the Lord and say, God, I have been thinking bad thoughts. I have been entertaining bad thoughts. I have been, uh, and I need to get with you, and I need, Lord, you to clear my thoughts out. Proverbs 23, 7, Solomon said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Y'all hear me? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Hmm, you mean God says that about us? Yep. We're not what we eat, we're what we think. What are you thinking these days? How's the enemy trying to put thoughts in you? Bitterness and unforgiveness and selfishness and all this stuff, you know. We're to be in the world, but we're not to be of the world. For greater, he's in me and he's in the world, but it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. I get out of fellowship with God at times. I take my eyes off Jesus at times. And the next thing you know, these negative thoughts come on me and they come on you too. Don't act like they don't. And either we can just go along with it and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to be a fanatic. I'm just going to be a, you know, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. It don't really matter, but it really does matter. It really does matter. When the enemy attacks us, what do we do? We don't have to entertain the those thoughts I'll tell you what you need to do you need to resist those thoughts in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus and by the Word of God and if you don't do it the devil's gonna set up a camp right on your mind and oftentimes we become passive we just think oh well you know you know everybody's doing it and this you know it's not a big deal and so if we're not resisting the enemy's lies and deception and and his plans then, then we become prey now listen So, so, I talked with a man this week. And this is what he told me. I'm just being honest, okay? He doesn't mind me sharing it. He said, Pastor, I've been angry. He said, I have a hard time battling anger. And he said, I'm I'm just battling this anger and I have a hard time dealing with it. And he said, honestly, I have a hard time drinking too. I, I find myself turning to something to ease my mind because I can't deal with the anger I'm battling. And so I drink uh, alcohol beverage to, and it helps me to get through this anger stuff. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's not anger. Maybe it's something else. But the enemy says, well, all you got to do is escape for a little while. It's a temporary escapism. But what the devil doesn't tell you, what I told him, is the problem with that it's when you come down from your buzz. Then you've got to face what you face plus some guilt and not knowing what all you did and said uh, along with it. Can I get a witness? Y'all have been quiet on me today. I, I, I'm not bashing the brother. I, I love the brother. I'm not throwing rocks at him. I'm just saying the devil's a liar. I'm saying the devil's a liar. I'm saying the devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And then what the devil doesn't tell you, listen, What the devil doesn't tell you is that pretty soon your body's going to become physically dependent upon that drug. Hello? The devil don't tell you that part, does he? Mm -mm, No. And the enemy doesn't tell you that part. I'm telling you, when the enemy attacks us, you know what? I'm certainly not all I ought to be, but I shared with this brother, I said, I understand, man, we battle anger, we battle worry we battle anxiety we battle all this stuff stress man stress what do you do what do you do I'll tell you the only thing I know to do is try to pray and pray through and sometimes I need people to pray with me maybe there's somebody you that's got negative and negative thoughts and today maybe you're you're speaking negative things and and sometimes we get stuck in the ditch and sometimes I don't know about you but sometimes I believe you need somebody to help pull you out of the ditch you're in a spiritual ditch You've gotten in this ditch and you can't even pray your way out of it. But you need somebody that's uh, going to be fighting the enemy and somebody that may be walking with the Lord. Not always, but at least at that moment. And, and trying and to serve God. And they're able to pull you out of the ditch. You see how important it is? You see how important it is? Mamas and daddies, Christians, to understand when the enemy attacks. Oh Yes. There's this third and final area when the enemy attacks. Not only how does the enemy attack our home, our health, and our heart, and secondly, where does the enemy attack? He attacks our thoughts, and he attacks our our words, our talk. But listen, I'm done. What do you do when the enemy attacks you? Job 42. Turn to Job 42. What do you do when the enemy attacks you? I told you God's in this thing. I told you God's got a word for us. I told you, oh, bless the Lord. I told you I need this, and I believe you do too. What do you do when the enemy attacks you? Please get this down. This is probably one of the most important part of the whole message right now. What do you do when the enemy attacks you? I'll tell you what you do. Job 42, skip over. I'm skipping over a whole lot of information, but you know the the information and the fact that and not only did Job's three friends come, but a younger friend, Elihu, came, and God used the young man to kind of stir Job up and jolt him, if you will. And God breaks through and says, Job, where were you when I formed the foundation of the world? And anyway, without going into a lot of detail about that, I've got to get to this part. What do you do when the enemy attacks you? One, you look up. Two, you look in. Three, you look out. You look up. Job looked up. He looked up and realized God is all-powerful. You look up. When the enemy attacks you, look up, look in. He had to look in and see that originally there was nothing he did was wrong that caused the enemy to attack him. It was a test. It was to purify his faith. But in the process, listen to me, in the process of this attack, Job even had some little bit of justification, self-righteousness to defend himself with these three friends. I read that in several passages. I would have done 10 million times more than he would have done. I'll assure you that. And uh, But anyway, anyway, he looked up, he looked in, then he looked out. He had to look at these three friends. Job chapter 42, notice verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understand not. Job says, I don't understand. I'm not God. He said, I understand not things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, verse 4, and I speak. I will speak, I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me, I have heard thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes seeth thee. Keep reading, verse 6. Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Wow, you wouldn't think Job had anything to repent over, all that he went through, but yet he does that. I tell you, there's a key principle here. Keep reading. He says, uh, And it was so after the lord had spoken these words unto job verse 7 the lord said to eliphaz the Temanite, "Uh, my wrath is kindled against thee and against two friends for you have not spoken to me the thing that is right as my servant job had skip over to verse 10 look at verse 10 and the lord turned the captivity of job underline that when he prayed for his friends also the lord gave job twice as much as he had before what do you do? What do you do? Y'all listen very carefully and quickly. I said, you look up, you look in, you look out. That's exactly what Job did. But wait a minute. There are five, five definite steps that you can take that I think when the enemy attacks, you can be decisive and you can put these actions in place to uh, fulfill the will of God and the Word of God. Number one, number one, recognize, recognize and confess all sin. Number one, recognize and confess all sin. Number two, uh, renounce self. Number three, resist Satan. Number four, reclaim the ground and make restitution. Number five, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Number one, recognize and confess all sin. Now, I know that Job really had no really reason. uh, This is the text. He had no really reason uh, to recognize and confess all sin. And renounce self and resist Satan and reclaim the ground and make restitution, he did where he prayed for his friends and rejoice in god 's uh, rejoice in god 's faithfulness and I want to tell you something, beloved, when the enemy attacks us, when the enemy attacks us it 's easy to blame and excuse what, what our response to it, but God says no, as you stand to your feet, stand to your feet God says no, you don 't need to make excuses, and uh, you and i don 't need to. Uh, Blame things on others, but assume the responsibility. Recognize all sin. Confess all sin. Oh, God. Oh, God, the enemy is attacking. And have I, have I taken my eyes off of you? Have I sinned in any way? Sin of omission, sin of commission. And then, Lord, and then, Lord, do I need to renounce self? Do I need to renounce self? Now, listen, we can think all about the Super Bowl today and not think about spiritual things. And God is saying to us today, this is more important than any event. And I, I like sports too, but, but this is more important, beloved. This is more important. And renounce self and resist Satan. The Scripture says submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Submit to God. you got to submit to God first, then resist the devil. Submit to God first, then resist the devil. And then make restitution where restitution is needed. Job's captivity turned when he prayed for his friends. Is there somebody today that... Uh, you've got ill will in your heart toward, will you pray for them? Will you pray for them? And then rejoice in the Lord. Yes, I'm under attack, but oh, praise